0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is David Lammers, Chief Product Owner of DataKeeper, and we're talking about personal identity protection. Personal identity protection is probably more important now after the sustained period of digital acceleration we've seen in the last couple of years than ever before. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Control of your personal data is very important. Like nowadays, we see that many people share way too much information, especially on the internet. Well, people ask a lot of information about you. And also, if you want to become a customer somewhere, um, they ask a lot of personal information. And I think in a lot of cases, those companies don't need that much information about you. Um, You just want to share, well, the data that's really necessary and not, for example, your whole passport. So, yeah, having full control over your own data and only sharing what's necessary is really important nowadays. And people just haven't realized that
0: yet, have they?
1: No, not always. I think um, not that many people are aware that privacy is really important uh, and that well, a lot of companies do a lot of, well, maybe bad stuff with your data. Like they can, for example, resell your data. It's important that people become aware that privacy is really important
0: Well, there's a simplistic example that's been given to me in the past about doing the survey on Facebook, for example, about your preferences for pizza, which obviously is going to help the pizza companies sell more pizzas or target the audience for a particular product, but could also be a way for bad actors to get hold of your personal data to try and hack into your accounts.
1: Yeah, that could be. And for example, it could also be used for, I don't know, uh, like phishing. Like if people know uh, data, uh, your preferences, they can send uh, customized emails that catch your attention. So that makes it even more dangerous.
0: Well, all of this is bringing me to, to ask you about your new product, a digital identity wallet. Now, I've heard a lot of people talk to me about digital wallets, but what we're talking about here is an identity wallet. How does that Work and and what makes it different from the digital wallets other people have been talking to me about.
1: Digital wallets that currently exist are, for example, the Apple Wallet, where you can store um, some cards in there, so maybe your bank card or your uh, boarding pass uh, when you're going to fly. The Data Keeper is a is an identity wallet where you can store all your personal data and your personal identity. It's a decentralized data vault, and all the data that you store in Data Keeper is only stored on your mobile phone. This can be, for example, your, your passport or your identity card, but also uh, maybe your income statement or a certificate. And when a company needs some kind of information about you, you can use DataKeeper to um, well, send that data in an easy and privacy-friendly way to that company. And, data and secure miss-
0: way, I trust.
1: Yeah, also very secure. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So our mission is basically to give consumers control over their data by using the DataKeeper data vault, data And also when you look at, at the business side, all the, the company is receiving all the data in a trustworthy way because all the data that is sent uh, has a digital signature. Um, so they can immediately trust on the data and it saves a lot of time for them and reduces cost because they don't have to validate the data that's coming in uh, by DataKeeper. So it has a lot of advantages for the customer and as well as the business.
0: Does the company that is receiving the data have to have some kind of wallet decoder. Do they have to have your software at that end as well?
1: Yeah, they, they integrate their systems with our software. So indeed, we provide them with a platform so that they can easily ask for credentials that are in your wallet and also can validate those credentials. So that's a piece of software that we provide to them to connect to DataKeeper. And that's, uh, that's very user-friendly for them because they don't have to validate all the
0: information themselves. Now, I assume this is all GDPR compliant.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. And we also help companies becoming GDPR compliant. Because nowadays, uh, for example, well, let's say when I uh, want a mortgage, I have to provide my passport. But maybe uh, the supplier of the mortgage or uh, finance loan, they don't need all the information that's in my passport. So with DataKipper, you can only select some data points uh, that you want to share instead of a whole document. For example, when you rent a car, the, the car rental company has to use a permanent marker to, for example, uh, well, hide my uh, social security number. Uh, well, in the future, they don't have to do that anymore because if you use DataKeeper, the customer will only select uh, the requested data points by the car rental company and not that social security number. So it's also a way for companies to become uh, GDPR compliant.
0: So it, it actually takes less of a burden or puts less of a burden onto the company to manage the data they're getting in and and reduces their security risk.
1: Yeah, exactly. What I just explained uh, was one way of data minimization. So uh, that's called selective disclosure. So then you only select some data points that are on your document, and that are the ones that you share. Uh, We we have also other ways of data minimalization, for example, zero-knowledge proofs, and then it becomes quite technical, uh, but basically with the zero-knowledge proof, you can prove that you have something without sharing the data. So with DataKeeper, for example, you could prove that your income is, for example, below 30,000 euros, uh, if you want a social housing unit, without sharing your exact income. So you basically share a proof that your income is below 30,000 euros without sharing your actual income. So that makes it even more privacy friendly and also more GDPR compliant for the company.
0: And you're doing this in a way that companies and indeed governments can trust.
1: Those zero knowledge proofs, for example, they are verifiable by the relying party. So if the social housing corporation receives such a zero knowledge proof, they can validate it themselves. Uh, with some crypt- cryptography. So that's pretty difficult stuff, but um, they can validate it and they don't have to trust on DataKeeper, but just on the, uh, the math that's being done with such a zero knowledge proof.
0: Life has moved online in the last couple of years for the obvious reason, but life is moving online. People are doing more and more of their personal activity online. They're sharing, as you said, right at the beginning, they're oversharing data. How big the market for privacy-friendly data sharing.
1: Yeah, the market is, is really huge. Like we we did a lot of research. We also divided the market a little bit. So you see a lot of, or you see some use cases where, uh, which happen, well, maybe every five or seven years in your life. So there are low frequent use cases, uh, for example, applying for a mortgage. But if you do such a use case, then you have to su- submit a lot of, lot of data and a lot of valuable data points. We also have a lot of high frequent use cases, for example, well, maybe for some people renting a car, but maybe also entering a building. So we did a lot of market research, and the market is really, if you look at uh, worldwide, it can be millions or billions of euros. We also validated with companies like how much do you want to pay, of course, for uh, using DataKeeper, and that also um, they also have a lot of value for them. We provide a lot of value for them, so they are willing to to pay also for the data keeper solution. The market is huge.
0: With a huge market opportunity, there are going to be people moving into this space. How do you see activity evolving? Is everybody going to have one of these things, a, a personal digital wallet on their phone in the next five years, or is it going to take longer?
1: It's definitely evolving and we will not be the only one. And that's something we will, we also recognize also, for example, in the country where we are, are the most active now in the Netherlands, we already see some other uh, data vaults popping up. And it's good. I think that in the future, everybody can choose their own data vault. So for example, uh, the one they trust or the the one that they find the most user-friendly. So multiple wallets uh, will arise Definitely in the future. So, in around three years, probably three to five years, everybody will use these kinds of data vaults to exchange their personal data, to sign in, or to sign contracts. And that's also being fast forwarded by the European Union. They announced in June 2021 the European Digital Identity Framework. And in that identity framework, uh, they more or less announced that every member state of the European Union should provide their citizens with one or multiple identity wallets in the future. And that timeline is around two to three years. So I guess those wallets will really exist in two to three years and uh, being widely used and well, adoption uh, might take one or two more years. But also when you look at the identity framework, they also force companies to accept those uh, digital identity wallets. Um, So that also
0: speeds up the adoption a lot. The only thing I would say, and I would question, is what happens if I manage to lose my phone with all this on it?
1: Yeah, that, that's definitely a challenge because it's a decentralized solution. So we as DataKeeper cannot see any of the data that you're stored in your wallet. It's only stored on your phone. So indeed, when you lose your phone, you lose your wallet. But there are uh, backup uh, functionalities available. So for example, you can choose to uh, use your normal backup, for example, your Apple Cloud backup, uh, but you could also use a a backup functionality that's provided by Data Keeper. So that in the case that you lose, if you lose your phone, you can restore the wallet and you you can restore restore all the data points that are in there.
0: It's obviously somebody like me, for example, somebody old is going to do that, I have to tell you.
1: (laughs) It can happen to everyone, right? (laughs) Like everybody loses their
0: phone um, maybe once in their life. But it's the kind of thing that obviously you do have to, to take account of. But this app is going to make it simpler for me to apply for financial products. It's going to make it simpler for me to deal with government and regulatory authorities, tax authorities, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, definitely. We are expanding use cases uh, every month, um, basically Data keeper has a generic infrastructure to well store credentials in your mobile wallet and issue and verify credentials as a company but we are working uh, with a lot of partners to well expand the use cases for datakeeper so currently we are mainly focused on uh, housing rental and car rental but we are adding more and more data points so that we can also for example support those uh, those mortgage applications uh, where different kind of data points are needed around your income and it's more challenging to disclose those data points to the DataKeeper wallet.
0: David Lammers, Chief Product Owner of DataKeeper, thank you very much.